Hello, ghouls and gals. This is Most High Clone the Podcast, and I am one of your... What? Hey, I, oh my god, wait, we have to do a whole intro. Let me start that over. Hold on. No, we don't. You were doing fine. Great. We'll leave that in there, then. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is Most Excellent, your paranormal, true crime, all things strange and peculiar comedy podcast, and I am one yeah, of your yeah. co-hosts, Danielle. And I'm uh, the other one who's just here having a grand old just time. Just here for the ride. <laughs> I'm just... Okay, no, I'm sorry. I can't do that. No, uh, I'm Gina, and we are back for another Camp Hexcellent-themed summer episode. And this is one that we have both been wanting to do for a long time. We used to watch videos about it, and just scare ourselves half to death. We were actually at, uh, we'll get into it, but we were at Six Flags yesterday. And uh, it's perfect timing, because today we are talking about the infamous Action Park. Park. Also known as Class Action Park. Traction Park. Traction Park. What are the other names for it? There's like 50 other names for it. a whole bunch of them. Because it was just, literally, not. I don't even want to call it a theme park. Because it wasn't a theme park. This was just chaos. A, this was a chaos, teenage-driven, alcohol-driven, like, place where people just did whatever they want. And there were some water rides mm-hmm. and car rides. And the reason we're talking about it is because there has been a lot of strange and peculiarness involved in this park, along with five people who died at this park. Mm-hmm. Which And other kind of related deaths to this park that not are directly related to the park. But there's a lot of weird stuff that I didn't know or hear about the park before where I was like, okay, so more people have probably died here. Right. I just remember watching when we would watch videos about... Because Danielle, when Danielle and I were in college, like, we would just watch compilations of, like, weird and creepy places. Yeah, and this one just really stuck with me because... As someone who went to theme parks all the time growing up, theme parks one of my favorite places, whether it's Six Flags, or we used to have a little theme park right where Danielle and I grew up called Kittyland, mm-hmm. and everybody went to Kittyland, and it kind of reminded me of Action Park, not in the aspect where it was like, there was no one in charge and every, people were dying there, but you know, they had like the little like, do-it-yourself water rides, mm-hmm. where you would like pull yourself along those rafts, and like... They had a bunch of different stuff that was like that, and it just, like, hit me where I was like, whoa, like, people went there to have a good time and to have a nice day with their friends or family, and they died, mm-hmm. and they didn't come back. And I remember, like, the, just the idea of that, like, always stuck with me. It didn't really scare me from, like, going to more theme parks, but it was just kind of, like, it's it just, it's hard to think about, because when you think of theme parks, you think of going, having a fun day, like, ha- having stories to tell, and then some people didn't. Because of this theme park. And it's just one of those stories where it's almost so, it's almost so insane that you kind of can't believe it's real until you actually hear the stories. And, you know, you hear the same story about Action Park over and over and over to the point where, like, okay, it must be true then. And it's like a point of pride about this park, which I think was really weird. Is like, there's a weird ride around action park and it's like we're not i'm not trying to talk shit about people from jersey or whatever you know but (laughs) it's just like there is this attitude around action park where it's like fuck yeah i survived action park so it's great and it's like yeah but five people died there so 
maybe right. not. Some people, some people didn't survive Action Park. Yeah, I'm like, some people did not survive Action Park and, and were horribly devastated. Those so, like, are the people we actually have to remember and yeah. talk about. But I, because we, Danielle and I actually watched the entire HBO documentary. There's a documentary on HBO called Class Action Park. And it has kind of a bunch of, um, like, comedians and some, like, celebrities who used to go there when they were younger. Or worked there, yeah. And, or worked there, and we're, like, we're talking about it, and we watched it on the 4th of July, and we were both just sitting there, like... There were several points in this documentary where we just turned to each other, like, open-mouthed, like, could not even believe what we were hearing. Didn't have anything... Because I remember, like, I had seen, like, little clips of some of the rides, but it actually mm-hmm. went into the rides that were built there. I don't even want to say built, because they weren't built. They were, they like, were glued, they were together. duct taped. Okay, so for these episodes, we... I'm kind of approaching Action Park in a mix of, like, we're going to be talking about the attractions and generally mm-hmm. what happened at the park, and then at the end of it, we're going to get into the deaths, because in order to kind of understand how these things happened you need to go through the history of the park and the time period because the time period for Action Park is very key to why this park ended up becoming so legendary in a bad way and in a good way. But, like, it's very key to understanding how these deaths can happen because without the kind of, like, no context here, you're kind of just like, what the fuck? Like, how was this allowed to happen for so long? And then you realize, like, oh, yeah, no, this was totally just kind of, this park was literally like a social experiment and like how far can we push things before it all just collapses yeah and 18 years you can push something too far for literally like 18 years and 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 it will just be tolerated and it's it's great uh yeah that's the kind of whole idea of action park was literally just it was kind of like do it yourself do whatever you want kind of park that was was allowed to exist it was a do-it-yourself park and the guy who created it um gene mulville and i remember i was mulville is that how it's pronounced okay um either way his son was like like i was reading an article where his son was talking about he's like you know what my dad was such a creative guy and he would just draw ideas for rides on napkins and he was i'm like here's the thing maybe you shouldn't be opening a park or a recreational park, a theme park, whatever it is, because you like drawing rides on napkins. Mm-hmm. You know who also does that? Psychos who create roller coasters. Sociopaths. And what was that? Uh, that roller coaster game. Where it was like roller coaster build- tycoon. Roller coaster tycoon. That literally, this man was making roller coaster tycoon, but in real life. Literally, is what he was trying to shoot. It was like Mr. Bones' wild ride for days. Mm-hmm. Is what this was. And if you don't know what Mr. Bones Wild Ride is, I very much suggest you look it up because that's what Action Park is, in a word. Was this guy, he was bored, he had too much money, and he was like, listen, we're going to open this park and we're going to make water slides made out of PVC pipe. Yep. And that's how it's going to go. Yep. That's essentially, that's essentially the whole spirit of this park. I'm excited to talk about these rides because it's just insane. And, like, I highly suggest, like, even if you're listening to this, like, go look up videos. Yeah, you have to see see some of this. And the aesthetic of it is beautiful, too. It's very, like, 80s, cool. Like, it's insane. Right. Yeah, this park park is great. This park is a really fun time. Okay. (laughs) This park park was a fun time for the people who lived. Fun time for the people who survived. Yeah. 
Um, we're going to start off by talking about a kind of chronological timeline of the park. And, like, from opening to its close, we're going to go through it. So, yes. picture this. It is the summer of 1978, July 4th, when Good Old Action Park opens in Vernon, New Jersey. So, this park was part of a larger resort that was owned by a company called the Great American Recreation Company. So, essentially, they owned an already existing park called Vernon Valley slash Great Gorge Ski Resort. Yes. So, they already had this pre-existing ski resort. Um, and this park was literally located, Action Park is located literally on Route 94, and it's there's a highway that just cuts through the middle of the theme yeah. park. <laughs> just a good old highway in the middle of the theme park. And the thing to know about Action Park and kind of why... <laughs> Like, what it was and, like, kind of how it became this thing is, like, this was kind of the only thing that city, like, so it was close to New York. It was only about an hour mm-hmm. away from New York. So you have poor kids who are going here for the water park, such an amusement park, because, like, they're not going on vacation. They right. don't have money to go on vacation. There's nowhere to swim. There's nowhere to do all these things. So it's, like, you can, for the price of admission, which was literally $25 at this time, for 25 bucks, you can go drive up with your friends to Action Park, and that could be, like, a summer experience for you. Similar to us with Six Flags over here. Right. If you're bored, poor summer, you know, kid in the middle of summer, that's what you do. You go to an amusement park. You go to Action Park for the day with your friends. Right. That's what you do because that's and what you And if you have, have all of your friends, like, and all the older kids talking about it, like, yeah. oh, Action Park, you got to go to Action Park and do this. Like, obviously, like, you're going to look like a loser if you don't go and you don't try those rides. And it was a rite of passage park. I think everyone kind of talks about that. Like, in New York and in New Jersey, especially in Jersey, this was kind of just a rite of passage. Like, everyone just went to Action Park and, and it was like, yeah, this is the thing you do. So, Action Park literally started as this way to bring people in for the summer because they have a whole ski resort. So, they have the ski resort, they're busy in the winter, and then they're kind of like, mm, but how do we get more money in the summer and turn this into an actual, like, full-tilt business here. Right. So that is why they decided to open Action Park. It's essentially, it's like, okay, so we're going to do this little theme park. It's going to be great. It's going to draw these people in. Awesome. So they had two opening day promotions. So, like, let me, if you want to know, what, like, <laughs> what kind of place this is going to be, the two opening day promotions for Action Park were a Dolly Parton look-alike contest. Yes. And a tobacco spitting competition. You know? That tells you everything you need to know. It fits it really well. They were showing people who they were from the beginning. From the, from the jump. From the jump. They were like, you know what? We're not going to try to be someone we're not. Mm-hmm. The people, they knew their audience. They yeah. knew the people that were coming there. Everyone, it was either Dolly Parton lookalikes or people with no gums. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. It's great. You know, at least they were honest. Yeah, at least be honest about it, you know? From the jump. We know what kind of place it's going to be. So Action Park literally began with the idea of the Alpine Slide. So in 1976, they're like, listen, we're going to put in this Alpine Slide, which becomes one of the most dangerous slides on the planet mm-hmm. very soon. So let me set the scene for you. The Alpine Slide is a 2,700-foot-long track that is made of concrete, fiberglass and asbestos so we're off to a great start right 
it was these three tracks that went down a like kind of rocky hillside. So they were just these huge, long tracks of cement that were kind of like, and very kind of shallow. The sides yeah. weren't high. They didn't have like bumpers on it. No, it's, there's like no bumpers. Fell. Yeah. So you would slide down on what essentially looks like those scooters from gym class. Where you know what? That's so weird. That I was literally <laughs> just thinking. It's like the scooters that you have at gym class, where you like scoot yourself along the floor. Yeah. And you're, like riding on these on this like concrete slide on this horrific no concrete slide and so it looks like those scooters from gym class are like a little plastic sled with which like are a- dangerous in general because i accidentally slammed a kid's finger on that in yeah. grade school yeah so already so, we're not- and, and we were not going down a slide we exactly. were on solid ground so <laughs> now now you know what you're you're looking at over here so it had a like a stick in the middle essentially that would let you kind of control the slide so you could push the lever to go faster or slower and one like you could kind of break with it but most of the time the like the brake thing didn't work or the, you couldn't really control it it just wouldn't work half the time so yeah i didn't even know they had a lever yeah they, you, lever. they just pushed you down and then you had to pray no, to no, the no, lord no, no. okay you, you had a lever but that was why it was so dangerous is because people would literally just push the lever to go faster and faster and not realizing there was turns like this slide had a lot of dangerous right. turns they were like spongebob they were like back it up back Lit- it up literally back and up. <laughs> you know people are not paying attention you're going on the slide you, you're not seeing where the, there's a bunch of curves there's a hillside there's this you don't know how, when to slow down so people would just go flying down this track flying into each other it was insane like this shit would not fly by like today no by no No. means would this shit fly today like these were it's like this is an extremely dangerous ride and you're literally surrounded by the wilderness there are no safeguards you're on this hill right you know well what gene mulville's son andy mulville was actually talking about because andy mulville worked there he was a lifeguard there he worked at the park growing up and it was described he describes it as a park where it's like oh everything's at your own risk it's like a choose your own adventure type of park where it's like oh like it's up to you but i'm like you can't have that with that sort of background and location where you have rides like that you can't do a choose your own adventure take take your own risk park no but they were able to because we'll get into with all the insurance fraud and everything that goes into this park it didn't matter no one cared no literally and so the thing is like this is only an hour away from new york Lots of tourists are coming here. They don't know mm-hmm. what to expect. They're just going on everything. And it's just like, okay, whatever. So this is Andy. I have a quote from good old Andy. Like good old Andy. Gonna, Andy is Gene's son. Yes. And he said, quote, Gene didn't want to do the same old shit where you just get strapped into something or it twirls around. He wanted to take the idea of skiing, which is exhilarating because you control the action and transfer it to an amusement park. There's inherent risk in that, but that's what makes it fun. No. Like, no. the risk... He, the way that... I don't like Andy. I'm sorry. Andy literally is a piece of shit. And <laughs> Andy he, is on the call-out list. Uh, Andy's canceled. Andy's whole thing was basically explaining that his dad has this belief that you do whatever you want, and you shouldn't have to be held down by red tape, and, like, clearly his dad does not... So all, like, white men in the 70s. And true. Is what it comes to. Yeah, because there's another quote by him where he says it was unique because it wasn't an amusement park. It was more of like a participation park. Yeah. You didn't get strapped in. You kind of controlled your own destiny. Mm-hmm. You don't do that. 
What if you, can you imagine if you went into Six Flags and then we got on Goliath and they were like, you control your own destiny now. Good you, luck with the rest yeah, of this ride. Good luck. There would, there would be a stream of piss running down my leg because I'd be like, I'm sorry, I can't. I can't do this. He he was actually, te- we'll talk about the cannonball loop, but he tested the cannonball loop wearing hockey gear. Yeah. And they his were son, like, oh, it's okay. Yeah. His, like, his son really thinks that everything was great at this park, and I'm like, no. Um, so now let's talk about the Gene Mulvihill. So hmm. he is a mastermind behind Action Park. In order to really understand this place, we have to understand good old Gene because what happens with this park is entirely dependent upon Gene. So hmm. what we need to know about our good boy, Gene Mulvihill. He's not a good boy. He's not a good boy. Uh, he was a Wall Street businessman during, like, the Wolf of Wall Street era of, like, the 1970s. He, which was, like, a Mm free-for-all. It was a fucking free-for-all. If you've seen the Wolf of Wall Street, it is, Gene was in that type of environment where it was, like, make money, do whatever you want, fuck the consumer, nobody cares, whatever. Um, so he ran a brokerage firm called Mayflower Securities, and, if you've ever seen, yet again, The Wolf of Wall Street, uh, he was involved in the penny stock scam that Mm -hmm. essentially Jordan Belfort gets rich off of, where you take a worthless stock and you hype it up to the point that... And you sell it to people. And you sell it to people. And investors are like, oh, it's great, awesome, and you essentially, like, scam your way to the top, okay? so (laughs) What I'm trying to do. Same. (laughs) And that is kind of, like, what Gene did with his partner, Robert Brennan, who was the president of Mayflower, and it's all fun and games until the SEC, who is the Securities and Exchange Commission, they put a stop to it and they basically excommunicate Gene from Wall Street. They're like, no, nah, no, nah, this is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So the Securities and Exchange Commission is basically like, this is not going to happen. We're not doing this with you. He's basically stuck now and he's like, mm, okay, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to take my money, which he had still had a lot of. Okay, he is like far from penniless. He left Wall Street doing great. And he bought two ski resorts in Vernon, New Jersey. So those are the ones we talked about earlier, the Vernon Valley and the Great Gorge Ski Resort. So he decides, like, I'm going to open this really great, like, ski resort. I'm going to get all this money. It's going to be awesome. He made the world's largest snowmaking machine for this time period just for this park. Mm. And uh, he's like, yeah, everything's going to be really great. I'm very excited. And he was really excited because where the park is located in Vernon, New Jersey, it's basically this perfect place to have a theme park because it's perfect for hiking and it's perfect for skiing. So you have lots of land, you have this perfect weather in the summer, kind of for um, a water park weather, and then you have great ski weather. So he's like, this is great. It's year round. Year round. Money making. Yeah, Yeah, literally. So it was this little town that was really becoming popular with lots of investors coming to this town and tourism pouring in because a Playboy club had been opened there. Celebrities are coming to town. This town is bringing in a lot of money. And it right. Was, well, they were they were like, this is the new Atlantic City. Yeah. Like, this is what it's going to be. But it, it wasn't. No, it was far so. from it. <laughs> Essentially, Gene kind of set out to become... And he was called the Walt Disney of New Jersey. So he really set out to be this sort of like... That's not what you want to be called as the Walt Disney of New Jersey. No. I'm sorry. You no. don't want that nickname. 
So he really wanted to embody that. And that was kind of his whole idea of like, we're going to turn Vernon into its own sort of like Orlando um, or California. Like we're going to be turning this town into the next Disney. We're going to be bigger than Disney. It's going to be great. He was very, very arrogant. That's all you got to know about him. Right. Um, so Action Park begins with this alpine slide in 1976 as a summer attraction for the ski resort. And it does so well that Gene decides we're going to make this summer counterpart to the ski resort. So right. that's he when was it like, starts. Fuck it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So in 1976, he's like, let's do it. So his he goes to his friend, Robert Brennan, and he's still involved with Wall Street and scamming. Like this guy was, he didn't stop scamming after they right. got shut down. He kept Once going. a scammer, always a oh, scammer. literally. So, Robert manages to find investors to build what becomes, like, our dearly beloved, rest in peace, Action Park in 1978. (laughs) So, Robert manages to find all these people to believe in the fact that, like, hey, Gene's going to build this crazy-ass park and it's going to make a lot of money. Do you want to invest? Like, sign me up, fam. Venmo me $50. Right. So, Action Park eventually evolves into what will become this three-tiered park which is the Alpine Center, which has the ski lift and the Alpine slide, and then Water World and Motor World, which was across the Route 94 highway, which had, like, You had to run across the highway to get there. (laughs) Yeah, no. That was part of the theme park. No, that was part of the fun. But Uh, I'm I'm sure it would have been if it would have been okayed by him. Absolutely would have been okayed by him. (laughs) Uh, Which Motor World has the go-karts and the speedboats and, like, all of that. So this is one of the first kind of water parks in America and it kind of sets the template for the rest of the water parks, like what's kind of become standard. So essentially, he opened Action Park with only two water slides and a go-kart track. And it grew from that point, like as more money was coming in. So to kind of set the scene for Action Park, we have to kind of understand the time period. So a little atmosphere background I think would be good before we get into the rides and all of that. So right. well it's the seventies. It's the yeah. late seventies. It's the seventies to the nineties. So there's little to no regulation when this park is first starting because it's a this park is the first of its kind. You know what I yeah. mean? Like there's no there's no template for how there's nothing to compare it to. Yeah there's it nothing to its compare own thing. it to. It's be it's its own thing and they're developing rides and they're developing a sort of like their own sort of like they're setting everything up they're the first pioneers of it so there's no rules around it because there wasn't anything like it so no one knows what to do at this point with this park when shit starts to go wrong so this park was literally run by teenagers yeah i was like because you you have someone like gene mulvahill who is creating it and running it and someone like that isn't going to want to spend a lot of money, isn't going to nope. want to get insurance. Gonna You're going to try to find the cheapest way possible to do things. So that is by hiring teenagers who mm-hmm. are willing to get paid nothing to be able to drink all day, to and do, whatever, do whatever, whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And that's what it was. And so this park is literally run by teenagers, including Jean's children, who all mm-hmm. of them worked at the park. So... The majority of the work staff of this park is 14, 18 year olds. So that means like picture, you know, my little nephew is 18 and I have another little nephew who's 17. And I can, I like, I really just can't imagine in my mind them running a ride like or being like head up. So like, I can imagine them running rides like, you know, teenagers work at theme parks. Sure. 
Right, but, like, taking it seriously and not with, like, no, like, rules or, like, strapping yeah. people in or anything like that. I would trust them to run rides now, but I would not trust them in the 70s to run rides that really haven't been tested and are kind of new. Like, no, thank you. Right. So, with teenagers comes this whole culture of drinking and drugs and, like, literal fucking mayhem. This, mm-hmm. this park was mayhem. Like, yeah. you could literally get a work permit starting at 14 so you could just go to work for Action Park. They give you as many hours as you want. They don't care about the labor laws. They're like, yeah, right. we're going to give you 46 hours of time a week. We're going to give you this if this is what you want. Or, like, whatever whatever you want is what these people will give you, essentially. Right. And so, at the time, was, like, the best deal that you could possibly get. Yeah. And a lot of these kids are, like, poor kids. You know what I mean? Right. You're, you're here. You're making money for a summer. You know, whatever. And you're running... You have people's lives in your hands. You know what I mean? And it's not something that I think when you're 14 to 16 years old, I don't think that you can kind of grasp the seriousness of the situation because you maybe you go in with the assumption that this thing is built well enough that I don't have to be so cautious. You know what I mean? But obviously that's not right. For right. This well, they didn't care. It wasn't something they thought about. It yeah. wasn't at the forefront of their minds. They were going, they got to drink. At age, like, 14, they mm-hmm. got to make money and just run around and do whatever the fuck they wanted. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter. So, you had to be 16 to actually operate rides at the park, but there was numerous occasions which, like, you would see 14-year-olds operating rides, which, you yeah, know, great. So, in the park, too, there's literally alcohol everywhere. So, you can drink around this whole park. Well, yeah, and drink. all the people who were there as tourists or at the park were drinking yeah while they were and it doesn't matter if you're like over 21 or like mm-hmm. whatever like you're still intoxicated going on rides mm-hmm. and essentially when you have so much alcohol available everywhere it's just like yeah people are getting drunk and they're going on go-karts and rides and doing whatever you want like that was the whole point of the park and like Jean's whole idea for this park was that you could just go and do whatever you want and it's fine mm-hmm. um Obviously, there was a lot of fights. This is Jersey, okay? No shade to Jersey. <laughs> We're from Chicago, I understand. But teenagers are working at this park, and you're going to get a lot of kind of teenage problems where, you know, there's all <laughs> there's like some crazy-ass stories from this park where you're just like, yeah, that makes sense for teenagers working at this park where, like, lifeguards using new employees as drowning victims for lifeguard practice. Um, A lifeguard hit a guy with a shovel for talking shit to him. Employees would rip the Listen, just don't talk shit. I mean, yeah. Don't talk shit. (laughs) A guy literally ripped off, or, like, the lifeguards would literally rip off kids' wristbands so they couldn't go on anything else. And, like, if they mouthed off to them, they'd be like, yeah, fuck, snatch your fucking wristband. You can't go on anything anymore. (laughs) So this is kind of, like, just absolute fucking mayhem. It's just... It's just kids running in a business, literally, by themselves. Right. You know what it kind of all reminds me of is, you know, the whole idea of, like, uh, Pleasure Island mm-hmm. in uh, Pinocchio. Pinocchio. And, like, and it's just all, it's, like, 10-year-olds, like, smoking and playing pool. And then, you know, every besides everyone turning into a donkey, like, that's essentially If Gene could have done it, though, he would have turned everyone into a donkey. He would have. He would have. So... There's literally a story of these bodybuilders coming in and starting a fight with the employees. They were throwing lifeguards into pools. So this brawl, like this all-out 
brawl just happens in the middle of this fucking park with employees and these bodybuilders and the police have to come. It's like literally anything went in this park. I would anything. give my left nut to see that. I'm the same. <laughs> so, Why didn't anyone record this? Where, where is any, all the evidence? Yeah, where is all of the Snapchat videos from this incident? Please? Right. Um, so you someone kind of had a video camera. You don't know. Yeah. Someone has their big old video camera. They have resting on their fucking shoulder. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay, so combining, like, you have teenagers working here with this general disregard for rules by the park owner himself, like, they called him Uncle Gene. They were like, mm-hmm. yeah, our boy Uncle Gene. And so, like we were saying, he has his basic philosophy of, like, you control the fun. He has no regards for rules. He doesn't care. Right. Well, then also he would pay kids extra when they were still figuring out the rides and what they wanted to do. And I'm sure you'll get more into it. Yeah. But he would pay kids an extra $100 to test out these rides that aren't certified at all. Mm-hmm. No one's done any testing with it. And he would be waiting at the end with a $100 bill mm-hmm. to give them, even if they broke their fucking arm or whatever. They didn't care because it was $100 in the 70s and 80s. And he doesn't like, give a shit. Literally, like, he doesn't care. So in order to operate within New Jersey... You needed theme park insurance. And he was like, I don't think you need to have insurance. Like, you're responsible for yourself, so you don't need insurance. But he needs insurance to comply with his lease on the parkland. So he creates what is called the London and World uh, Insurance Company, okay? Mm-hmm. and Which was not real. Not real. It was a <laughs> fake Cayman Islands-based insurance company. And he uses it to literally launder money. And he's telling the state, like, yeah, I have insurance, everything's great, because it's part of his lease deal, but there's no insurance on this park, okay? He he doesn't care. And so in 1984, he pled guilty to fraud charges for this fake insurance, and he was told to surrender control of the park. He, of course, does not surrender control of the park. Right. Well, he he faced multiple charges and was fined and received a suspended sentence. Yeah, and and then... For that, but it wasn't... But then he literally sat there and just decided that instead of surrendering control of the park, he's going to make the state of New Jersey so miserable by not paying his bills or, like, filing Mm -hmm. any paperwork that they literally are like, we're tired of this. They end up selling him the land that Action Park is on for $837,000 so he can basically do whatever he wants without the state of New Jersey on his ass. He doesn't care. Right. Like, great. Because he's like, they're going to be so mad and just be so annoyed that, like, they're not even going to try anymore. No, yeah. I just, like, annoy the fuck out of them. And it and works. do what I'm supposed to. Yeah. And it works. Because he basically gets to control Action Park and everything that goes on. And then he also had a lot of sway with the Vernon Township because he had town officials on payroll. He mm-hmm. most likely had mob connections. He oh, yeah. For sure. Ho- yeah. He would buy officials' houses. And then Action Park employed a lot of people and brought a lot of business to this town. So the state of New Jersey is like, uh, yeah, we don't really care. Also, if you yeah, if you want an idea about it, he was also friends with Donald Trump, and yeah. she tried to get Donald Trump to invest in the park. And even Donald Trump was he like saw and he went to Action Park and he was like, you know what, I'm gonna skip out on this one. But, yeah. like, good luck with you. So you know it's bad if even Donald Trump is, like, out on a scam. He's like, no, sorry. Literally, Donald Trump goes to visit the park, okay? Because Gene's like, yeah, you have to come see it. So Donald Trump comes down. He's like, yeah, let me see. And Trump starts, like, 
talking to the park employees about their jobs and kind of finds out a little bit more about how this park is run and he got the fuck out of there. So, like, yeah. if a sociopath is literally sitting there saying, no, I don't want to invest <laughs> in this park, then maybe you should, like, shut down the park. You know, I'm just saying. Right. And, I mean, no tea, no shade, no pink lemonade. But the thing is, like, if even, like we were saying, if Donald Trump is running away from something and if it's if it's nonsensical to Donald Trump, like, imagine... It must be really fucking bad. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> this is one of the biggest employers of this county. And it brings, obviously brings the state a lot of money. Yes. So he literally only gets fined once for all of this nonsense we are about to talk about. Only fined once, even though he gets numerous safety violation violations. He's only one fined once. And then it was just like, okay, mm, whatever. Like, guess we'll let it go. Because right. it really wasn't worth it to get into it with him, as we're going to talk about a little bit later. It really wasn't worth any, like, it wasn't worth the oh, time yeah. to get well, into it Well, I mean, Eugene. once, even, like, once we start getting into the people who unfortunately died from the results of this and at this park, like, they get fucked over horribly. Horribly. Because of all of this, like, the families, like, everyone involved. And then also, too, Gene literally would... He's, like, the only one who could have gotten away with this shit. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people got away with a lot in this time period and still do. But Gene literally just knew the right kind of buttons to press. Like, he knew, like, this is how I'm going to accomplish this. This is a scam. This is how it's, how it's going to be. And right. so when people would actually come to investigate or bring things up to him that were problem, he would essentially just either pay them or, like, threaten them. That was his whole thing. It's like, I'm going to pay you or I'm going to threaten you and fuck up your life in some other way. Yes. You're trying to talk shit. Which is like, we'll get into, I'm just so excited to start talking about like the fucking rides. And like, we got started a little bit on the Alpine slide, but like, oh my God, the fucking, uh, the tu- the loop, the tube slide. The cannonball loop. Yes. The cannonball loop. Oh my God. Like we were just watching that and like. I mean, like, we're going to post pictures and everything, but just seeing this and imagining a human being going down the slide with no tube or anything or any form of safety is just, it just fascinates me. It's just insane. Yeah, like, this, oh my god. Even researching it, so, I was looking at all these articles and obviously just kind of trying to piece together a lot of the other rides in the park that are kind of less commonly known. And literally, when you think about what was allowed in this park, I was like, people just sent their children here. People sent right. their fucking children here. And it was like, yeah. Right. Well, even when you watch videos, it's just hundreds and hundreds of people on top of each other. Mm-hmm. It's just everyone standing on top of each other, jumping onto people in pools, crashing into each other while extremely intoxicated. And there's just no rules there's no safety. There's no anything. It was just every man for themselves, literally. Mm-hmm. So this is like two great, nice quotes to like kind of start us off with what we're going to talk about next. But this is also what we're saying about Andy. So Andy said, like my father, I believe in personal responsibility. People get hurt or die skiing all the time. Like this was basically what he thought. He was like, people die right. skiing all the time. So... Why is this my like you're but, I'm sorry, yourself. you can't compare in a like an amusement park or water park to a ski resort. 
It's yeah. two completely different things. So then here's his other quote. He said, there are 20,000 people in attendance. People are going to have injuries. You're in control of what you choose to do. Disney's perfect. Disney's not. They have their own ambulances. It's not uncommon to have first aid staff. Okay, but you have no one. Well, so. they had... Here's the thing. Like, they had first aid, but that would they, they had they first aid would spray stuff on yeah. people. Like they were talking about if someone went through with an injury, they would spray like sp- spray paint on them essentially, and it would like ch- like just form like burn. plaster over like burn someone's wounds, and then they'd like send them back out. So his his whole thing was like, well, there's twenty thousand people here, and like you're gonna get hurt, but the level that people got hurt like at Action Park was so astronomically horrific where I'm like, you can't just, this is not Disney. Disney would not allow this to happen because Disney's an actual professional fucking park. So, I understand this is the 70s and everything, like, this is very new, but the injuries even for the 70s were fucking insane. Right. Okay, like, I understand that for the time period and for how new this park was, granted, yeah, there's going to be some trial and error, but the it's about the level of responsibility that this park does not take for people's safety. And they basically were like, yeah, well, people assume all responsibility when they go on rides. Well, it's just insane to me that five people would maybe still be alive today if this park didn't exist Mm -hmm. is what just kind of blows my mind when you think about it. You know, like I get everyone makes their own decisions. Everyone, you know, has choices. But at the end of the day, Choosing to go to an actively open theme park and going on a ride and doing something shouldn't be you choosing to die. Yep. Or for your life to end. Yep. Like, that's just, like... Like, you know, we were, like, Danielle and I were at... We were at Six Flags yesterday. We were standing in line, and you can see the water park from where we were in lines, like, for the roller coasters. And we're looking at this, like, professionally built water slide, and Daniel and I are like, that's not safe. Look, that's nope. open. That's here. I'm like, we've been watching too many action park videos, too and we many. have to, like, call the operations at Six Flags and be like, sorry, your water slide doesn't look safe to us. You're going to have to close it down. And I would, too. <laughs> Shit. Um, okay. So now we're going to be getting into the attractions at, at yes. Action Park, and we'll go through the kind of main ones, then some lesser-known rides, but essentially we'll go through it by attraction. So, the Alpine Slide. We just talked about it before. Yes. But this ride is described as a, quote, essentially a giant track to rip people's skin off that was disguised as a kid's ride. So, that's what, like, what the description of this ride generally tends to be. So, the Alpine Slide. Hardcore. Hardcore. Heavy metal. Hardcore. So, <laughs> essentially. This is, this is the part where Henry Zabrowski would go, narrow, That's So... How you would get onto the slide is a ski lift would take you up to the top of the slide. Now, this is already a really bad idea because, in theory, okay, it should be great. You get taken on the ski lift to the top of the ride. Everything is great. But then you're putting, like, teenagers on on the ski lift and the track is right underneath <laughs> these teenagers who have yeah. heavy plastic sleds in their hands. And are going to act like teenagers. Dropping so, skis on people's They heads. would literally drop sleds. So you would... Ski like, literally, sleds, yeah. Yeah, you would have your sled and they would drop it on top of people while they were on the track. They would spit on people. They were, like, screaming at people and distracting them so they would wipe out. So that's already, like, don't do that, first of all. Right. Second of all, when you get to the top, you go down this track on the sled and you, like, meet, nearly meet your creator at the end of it. <laughs> If you survive, 
And this that ride, was a reward of the ride. You met God at the end. If you were lucky enough. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you really prayed hard enough, you might make it to the end of this ride. And right. then, you know, you probably got like a pen, like that guy was saying. Like if you right. survived Action Park, this, you know what like this makes pen. me think of? Remember like the old cartoon with like Goofy skiing? No. And he was just, okay. Well, there was this old cartoon I used to have. It was like a Christmas like compilation. And it was Goofy going skiing. And it was like narrated the entire time. And Goofy is just getting his fucking ass whipped <laughs> on the ski resort. Just getting and then, like, like, you know, like the paddles that come down, like uh-huh. when you go. And it's like the paddles are like slapping Goofy's ass. <laughs> They're like slapping his fucking cheeks. And he's just going, he's going on this ride and like fucking kicks him. And he's like, and then it's like this, it's. That's literally what the Alpine says. Honestly, was, was that's, just, yeah, was if just you need getting his ass beat. It literally. Um, <laughs> but the problem is that this ride was literally noted as the safest ride there. They basically, in this article, said that a 90-year-old grandmother and mother with babies can even go down the slide. Like, I'm sorry, whose fucking grandma is who going the down fuck? the goddamn Alpine who's slide? No, here's what I want to know. Who, who said that was okay? their fucking Nona loose onto the world to go down the Alpine slide? <laughs> you know no one's Nona was on that slide. No one's no Nona telling was on grandmas were on there. No. Uh-uh. She was at oh. home chopping up the gabagool, exactly. making a nice red sauce. She was Tony Soprano. For when you came back with a broken Mom. toe. Literally. <laughs> so, basically. She was Livia Soprano. She was not going on that place. Place. <laughs> So, literally, this ride becomes responsible for more accidents than any other fucking ride <laughs> in this park. And let me tell you, there's a lot of accidents in this park, but this one... The majority of the lawsuits and 40% of the litigations against Action Park come from just this fucking slide. You think you would take it down? Yeah, you would think, but no. But no. So the problem with this slide is that you go too slow and another person will knock the fuck into you from the back, okay? And then if you go too fast, you can't control the ride and navigate all of the turns, so you go crashing into things, and when you go crashing, you're not going onto, like, a nice soft padding, you're going crashing into the fucking woods to see Edward and Bella. Like, that's what you're doing. You're no. going into the woods. You're either Ricky Bobby or you're <laughs> Ricky. You're going into the, the thick of it. The opposite of Ricky Bobby. Ricky Floppy. <laughs> Good morning, Flop. Good morning, Flop. <laughs> that's what happened. <laughs> that's my drag name, by the way. Ride, ride operators at uh, Action Park definitely greeted people with Good morning, Flop. Good morning, Flop. Hi, Bald. Hi, Bald. Shout out, shout out to Trixie Mattel. Oh, Trixie Mattel's coming to Chicago for market day soon. I'm going to see her in we are, we're, we're going. We're, yeah, we're going so excited. Too. I'm so ready. So, Trixie, if you're listening, we're pumped. <laughs> She's we're definitely excited. listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, this ride is where you would get those, like, really horrible stories where you would just see people getting these horrible friction burns. So... Literally, sometimes you would come off this ride with half of your leg just absolutely fucking looking like a Facing the of, other way. Literally. That, or, like, your fucking leg comes out looking like a piece of fucking prosciutto. Like, that's how your leg looks, okay? Like, Tony <laughs> Soprano. slicer. <laughs> literally, like, you get put in the slicer. Tony Soprano's about to put you on a piece of bread to eat you for dinner, okay? Right. So, when you would get these friction burns, like we were saying before... You would literally be taken to the nurse's tent. They would spray you down with alcohol and iodine. And they were saying in the documentary that literally they had a circle on the floor. And if you stayed in the circle while they sprayed you down, you got like a prize or something. 
and literally it was so so fucking painful to get sprayed down with a solution that literally only two people ever did that. Like it was that painful to get sprayed but what, down. What was the prize? A pen. Like like a slice of, a slice of prosciutto. Your leg. You your leg jersey? was a slice of prosciutto. <laughs> this whole episode is just just gonna be referencing different deli beats. Honestly, it will be just gabagool. It's fine. Yeah. This I want this episode to be named Gabagool Park. <laughs> okay, so but someone someone tweeted a few weeks ago. They were like, "Why doesn't HBO have like a theme park like Universal?" They're like, "I want to go on the Sopranos Riverboat tour." Oh my god, could you imagine? Can you imagine? <gasps> it's just Tony, you going on this whole virtual tour, and the end of the fucking ride, you end up just getting jumped you. in the river. Oh yeah, that's what I want. Exactly. Anyway, <laughs> while we are in, I would I want to TM that. Okay. Hit me up, HBO. I'll design your park for you. Yes. I'll design. I'll design get, get the Tony's Gabagool Adventure. Chicago. <laughs> I will design Tony's. Tony's that's Gabagool the name of this episode. Is Tony's Gabagool Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this ride literally kind of. What's so funny about this ride is literally that people become so kind of just numb to the fact that you get fucked up on this ride, that it just becomes a normal point of conversation of people to basically be like, yeah, uh, I got fucked up on the Alpine slide this summer and just come in looking like the mummy from The Mummy 2 Returns. And just, that was an absolutely normal conversation to have. And essentially, the park kind of made up for really serious injuries and things like that by basically just handing out comp passes. They would just have thick ass, like, they would just make it rain on these people with these fucking comp passes. And be like, here you go, you could just come back for free to get fucked up next time and maybe die. So, from 1984 to 1985, there are 14 reported fractures and 26 head injuries from just the Alpine slide alone. Hmm. Uh, The emergency room director in Vernon reported that they treated anywhere from 5 to 10 victims of park accidents on their busiest days. And the park ends up literally having to buy the Vernon Township two ambulances just to keep up with the volume of injuries from this park. Okay. When you gotta buy an ambulance? Deadass. Two ambulances. Okay. I got two ambulances. ambulances. One for the slide and one for the loop. I got two. Sorry. Yeah. Referencing uh, Kevin Gates. Two phones. Two phones. <laughs> Have a nice day. Thank you so much. Kevin, we are spon- today we are sponsored by Kevin Gates. Today uh, we are... Song, two today phones. we are... Sponsored by Kevin Gates and T-Mobile and his two phones. <laughs> no, I wish T-Mobile was on the podcast. He doesn't use T-Mobile. He, he's got a burner. He uses fucking, like, Metro. Oh, you're right. He uses that Metro Health. No, what is yeah. it called? Metro Health. It's just Metro Cellular, whatever the fuck it is. Oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, they literally formed a partnership with a doctor in town where they would just bring patients with certain types of injuries to him. And he had like a makeshift urgent care center because people were just getting so fucked up. They were like, Here you yes, go. it was actually just Dr. Barber from Flat. It was. <laughs> he was like, Figured hello. It out. <laughs> hello. Literally. It was actually just Sweeney Todd. He was there. Yeah. Um. So 50 to 100 people would get injured during weekdays, and this would double on the weekends. So the most common injuries at Action Park were fractured femurs, collarbones, broken noses, elbows, dislocated shoulders, dislocated knees, just, so I, like, the amount of friction burns that happened in this park where people literally described, like, this guy, oh, oh I'm going to throw up. 
This guy describes his brother getting off of the alpine slide, and he said that his brother's leg looked like ground beef because it was so badly... Like, no. he could have made a goddamn taco out of his brother's leg. He could have made a, a nice gabagool. He could have made a gabagool out of his brother's leg, okay? So, that's what we're talking about here. There's lots of friction burns with this slide. So, in the summer of 1986, this park literally reports 330 injuries over one summer. Okay? One summer. Yep. That's like enter nicknames of Traction Park here for the fact that everyone yes. just fucking was dying. Okay. So accident I have, Park. Accident Park. So the thing was, though, the attitude was that if someone jumps in and they can't swim, that's their problem. Right. If someone gets injured, that's their problem. And they said, you know, there was 12,000 people coming over a weekend. So they have over a million visitors a year there's 12,000 people here over a weekend like this is such a small number in comparison to how many people are here but the thing is like they don't make any changes right to prevent this from happening and like, how could they they're, they're already in deep at that point it's not like they're gonna magically change their ways and be like on god on god I actually i give a shit now on god i'm really i don't care about money around. yeah so i have two stories that are like this is the ground beef story that i'm about to tell you Yes. So, on the on the alpine slide, an idiot who went down just ahead of my brother lost his flip-flop halfway down. Instead of pulling his sled off the track when he stopped to retrieve it, he left the sled on the track and walked up the hill. My brother, coming down full force, panicked after seeing his empty sled, yanked his brake, and toppled to the side. When I got to the bottom, his leg looked like ground beef with bad road rash. No. My younger brother was flying down the alpine slide, and I was gaining on him. He turned around and floored it. No way would he let me catch him. Near the end, he realized he was going to fly into people and crash. He pulled back on the brake. I don't remember full details, but his entire back scraped against the alpine slide and literally ripped all of the skin off of his back. No. What is this, like, House Bolton from Game of Thrones? Like, the flayed man? Was fucking <laughs> Ramsey Bolton running this ride um someone's shirt literally melted onto his skin like it melted into his skin it was nylon and polyester and his shirt melts into his skin from like friction burning on the side of the slide and then literally people would wear bathing suits on this slide so of course like you have no barrier between you and this horrible fiberglass slide and you would literally just get horribly fucking wrecked so right. that's the alpine slide. So now we're going to go into the wonderful and infamous Cannonball Loop. So construction for this slide begins in 1983. And this is the ride that Gene essentially drew up a squiggle on a napkin and was like, yo, 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 can you come build this to the welders? <laughs> and they put together this insane looking slide, okay, that was literally just like a straight shot down in a really abrupt loop and then shot straight out. Okay, so right. like it looks like something that was drew up on a napkin. It looks every bit like something that someone would just draw and be like, this is great, or like a roller coaster tycoon type shit that ends up killing millions, okay? That's what it looks like. And so the Welders put together this ride and it's just an enclosed tube slide. And 
they put it together. They're like, great, let's put test dummies in there. So the test dummies kept coming out either decapitated or missing several limbs. Yeah. So they keep just amending the slide and amending the slide so that they can try to get the right height on it. This Navy physician, he comes out to examine it and kind of try to be like, yeah, let's see what's going on. And then they also sit there and they're like, hey, let's just try to like fuck with the water pressure and do all this stuff until like until a dummy will come on one piece. So once they get their dummy out in one piece, then you go to human trials. So before he sends anyone else down, he sends his son Andy down. Good old Gene. And Andy says, quote, I was wearing my hockey equipment when I did. If you didn't have enough speed, you'd fall and smash your face and you smashed hard enough you could break your nose or knock out some teeth. So he went down the slide in hockey equipment. Okay. So he sends his son down. His son obviously comes out in one piece, but after he was fully patted down. Right. This is when Gene decides that he is going to sit at the bottom of the slide and offer $100 to any employee brave enough to go on it, which $100 in 1983 is around $270 in today's money. So to a teenager, it's worth it. All I have to do is go on a slide. Right. You know? Test it out. Yeah. Why not? So the first kid goes down, he's banged up, and then his front teeth are also missing. So he literally just... Because there was no padding in the slide, on the loop of the slide, he Their literally gets stuck. He go well. He top, was right? going to the top. No, he doesn't get stuck. He goes oh. through the top of the loop, but he got slammed onto the bottom of the ride when it comes to the loop part. He slammed down like on his face, on God. Yeah. Okay. And this problem literally keeps recurring. So they're like, hmm, okay, we'll put padding in the loop. And then eventually the padding in the loop becomes just embedded with teeth. Well, yeah, that, yeah go that's it. what I was saying. Because, like, they put the padding in there. And then since everyone is, like, smashing their teeth in this padding, people are coming out with all these scrapes and cuts on their skin. And they're like, what the fuck? So they go up there to look in the padding. And they that's when they find people's teeth mm-hmm. stuck in there. Can you imagine going on a ride and coming out and you got fucking gashed by someone's front tooth that Oof. got stuck? Oof, no. They had to literally put a, like, they had to put a hatch in the top of that fucking loop because so people would people just out. get stuck in it, okay? Yeah. So, literally, so if you're, if that's not bad enough for you, you got shot out into this, like, little lily pad pond of a fucking pool that was way too shallow. And so after you have literally just gotten the absolute shit knocked out of you, you're just, like, going and falling in your ass in a really shallow pool. And literally, like, people were just coming out disoriented. People were losing teeth. You're getting smacked around. Concussions. Like, this was a nightmare. Okay? It was every bit of a nightmare that, like, anything that would come up on a cocktail napkin, like, of course, it's going to be a nightmare. Like, this fulfilled right. that fantasy. Okay? I mean, we can all draw circles on napkins. Exactly. And try to make it. But you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Just because you but can't, she didn't. you should. But you did. But you didn't. Um. So <laughs> we should make we should make a vine theme park. You know, like one of the rides could be like road work ahead. Yeah, I sure. I hope sure it hope does. It, this ride, this this ride, and also this park was literally the epitome of road work ahead. I sure hope it does. But then the <laughs> rides ahead do not work. Okay. 
Yeah, so, exactly. So this ride was literally... This ride, you would literally just, like, climb up to the top of it. And it was 50 feet up in the air. You would just climb to the top of it. And they would weigh you. And then they would make you take off your jewelry. And then you'd be hosed down in ice-cold water. And then told to cross your arms over your chest before you, like, descended into the depths of Satan's grasp, okay? So, you can't go if you're too big. You can't go if you're too small. Like, it's on some Goldilocks shit. You've got to be just right to go through the slide. So if you're too skinny, you don't have enough momentum and you'll like get like you won't go all the way through the loop. You get stuck. But then also if you're too big, you're going to get stuck. So it's just like if if people are not paying attention, people are just going to get stuck in this fucking slide or die. Who knows? Or break their neck. The yeah, issue- like, can you? Oh, I was going to go say, uh, no, I was like, I can't. Can you imagine just being on a slide and having someone like open up a hatch to like get you out? No, I'd rather die. So. The issue with the slide, of course, is that this vertical loop is basically how they have it set up. It's too steep and it's too, there's not enough momentum to really get you to the top. And so, of course, this ride was literally opened only for a month in 1985 before it gets shut down by the New Jersey Advisory Board. And they're like, yeah, 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 this is not happening. They shut it down. After they had paid a visit to the park and literally just see the absolute fuckery going on with the slide and how many people are just coming out banged up. So they're like, you need to shut this down post haste. So they shut off the ride, but they left it in front of the park as sort of this like monument to like, yeah, hey, we don't care about ride safety and here's why. And it was literally just, it just sat at the front of the park. So this, (laughs) this is kind of like, a very like a very good template for how the rest of these rides are going to go because the cannonball loop was as bad and every other ride after this is going to be just as bad so gene literally was the type of person who like had no regard for kind of using his brain except to make money so he would literally just sit there and get approached by these really kind of on the fringe crazy inventors of rides where they didn't, their rides wouldn't get accepted at, like, Walt Disney World or any of the other big theme parks. So they would go to yeah. Gene and know that he would pay them for a very unsafe ride and get it built for them, and it would be great. So they He's would, like, I'll take the rejects. I'll literally, take the he would, of the ride world. He literally would take the rejects and just basically run with it, and then he would also take their designs and amend them. So he would... Get a already crazy design, make it I'm even sorry, crazier. What are you amending? What are you changing? He would That's just change things so to better. essentially make it more dangerous, and was like, "Yeah, great, okay." So, another ride is called the Aqua Scoot, which is literally a like a sixty foot track slide of warehouse rollers that would basically shoot you out onto the water, so you could basically skim across. Now, you would literally go down this ride on a plastic sled, so really nice. You would have to, like, kind of hold on to it, slide at a very, very steep angle, slide down, and hope that you kind of landed right into this water to skim across it. Now, people would just get flung headfirst into the water, or they would roll back and slam their heads against these hard-ass rollers. And then on top of it, there was a bee's nest underneath this slide with bees just waiting to sting the shit out of you if the rollers didn't get your ass. It's like that picture on Twitter. Have you ever seen? It's like tunnel of bees. 
No. And it's this ride. It's this ride. It's like shaped like a bee, and it's just going into this tunnel, and there's like a million bees in it, and it just says tunnel of bees. I mean, that's, that's what I meant. That's literally yeah. what was going on here. So it's just like, if the fucking ride itself doesn't get you, then nature is going to get your ass. So. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's just the rule of life. If life doesn't get you, then nature is going to get your exactly. ass. Exactly. So the next ride is like one that Action Park is really famous for, which is the Tarzan swing, which mm-hmm. was basically this 20 foot long cable that was suspended by a steel beam above a fucking cold water stream with actual trout living in it. Like there, the guppies are the in the sea. Okay, the fish waiting. You, waiting. The guppies are in the sea. I said, I don't think guppies are in the sea. They're in fresh water. No. The guppies in the they, lake they were, beneath you. They were not in the sea. They were not. So you would hang onto this bar and be on a platform and you would swing into the water and just hope that you had held on for long enough because if you let go too early, you would fall onto rocks and roll into the water. And if you hold on too long, you go backwards and scrape the shit out of your feet on concrete. And then if you get scared and you swing back, your shoulder gets dislocated. So it's great. It's really cool. Yeah. Now, is, is was one of the deaths on this? One of the deaths is on this ride. Okay, that's what I so, thought. So, on top of it, this ride has an observation deck, which Chris Gethard, he just talks about how literally it was just this platform of people who were screaming at you, and then if you didn't do things the right way, or you got shocked by the cold-ass water, they would just scream like pussy at you. So, a bunch of just right. New Jersey and New Yorkers screaming pussy at each other. While lifeguards just, like, kind of watched on with popcorn Watch in their mouth. Or, like, laughed. Or yeah. laughed. So, people would jump. They would go swing out. And then they would either, like, show their ass or do a backflip or flip people off. Girls were losing their bikini tops. It was basically just, like, a fucking free-for-all. This ride was an absolute free-for-all where I think Jean... It was. They were saying that once Gene kind of noticed that there was a little bit of a show to be had, that's when he op- he put in the observation deck so that people could mm-hmm. just watch girls lose their bikini tops. Yeah. So you know, typical pervert shit. Typical. So people would literally forget to swim because this ride was so cold, and that's something that's important later for one of the deaths that we're going to talk about is that Mm -hmm. this was cold, cold water. You're not going into pool water. You're going into freezing cold water that shocks your system. So that's obviously incredibly dangerous. One, two, this is a fucking literal water with trout in it. There are like sea creatures in here. Okay. So you're going to be swimming with the fishes. You're going to be swimming with the trout. This is actually one of the attractions that's going to be featured. What's the fish? On Tony Soprano's Gobble Adventure. What happened? What's they call the the fish? Bacala. In that show? Bacala. You're going to be swimming with the bacala. You're going to be swimming with the fucking bacala in the sea, okay? (laughs) So. Bathing bathing with the bacala. Bathing with the bacala. Oh my god, I'm going to make make my own bath bomb and it's just going to be called Bathing with the bacala. (laughs) Welcome to our Sopranos themed uh, bath bomb store. Oh this my one God. is called Bathing with the Bacala. Bathing with the Bacala. This one's called uh, what's a what's another? Uh, I'll think of it. We'll ha- I called, have to think of more names. It's gonna be called Glamming Up with a Gubba Ghoul. Gubba, can we can we uh, trademark Gubba Ghoul Glam? Uh, here's my thing. 
I don't think I've ever eaten or seen gabagool. Let me see what, what it is. My mom like. just bought, it's it's meat. It's a type of meat. My mom, we went to uh, Iowa to visit a friend. And my, my family's very Italian. And uh, we have, you know, all the good meats here in Chicago. And up in Iowa, they don't really have a lot. So my mom brings her friend, like, three pounds of deli meat and, like, fresh mozzarella and all this stuff. And my mom, my mom slams it on the table she's like all right we got the salami we got the gabagool here's as seven, per seven, usual a 17 dollar slab of prosciutto imported from bari honestly that's all i want from caputo's i was like now this is like we really need to watch we watch the sopranos and i don't have time but it's right. fine well any anyway anyway along along with our, our bacala bath bomb along with this what these so these people were you could to. actually just use your bacala bath bomb in our next attraction which is the roaring rapids <laughs> The, the, the nice, the water flow that was happening here would have been really great to disperse the bubbles, okay? So, Gene's vision for Roaring Rapids was that he wanted this ride to mirror a class four, like, rapids. Like, he wanted this ride to feel like you were out here just dying, okay? So, he wanted you to be out in the Colorado Rapids. There is a Colorado, there is a Colorado River ride. And I'm, I'm trying to think of this... It's kind of like a combination. Those two are kind of very similar. Okay. But essentially, I, w- I was watching videos of that with the people in the rafts, like going down like the river. Yeah. Slide, and it's just literally people just crashing into each other every five seconds. Literally and landing on top of each other. This ride is fucking insanity because you go down in a tube and there are jagged rocks everywhere on the side. So people are sliding everywhere. You're right. slamming into rocks. There's parts Think of, it of the like ride. A lazy river. But, like, going down a hill, and there's rocks everywhere. Yeah, and also, this ride was meant to kind of mirror that, like, motion of when you're in you're in a fucking rapid. So, mm-hmm. it's kind of, how the, he had it is, like, it's not a smooth ride down. Like, you're bumping, there's uneven pieces, like, it's insane. And so, there's one part where it's very, like, a really sharp curve, and then a drop where everyone would just get stuck and knock into each other and slam into each yeah. other. Now, there was no lifeguards kind of watching, you know, there was supposed to, you would think there would be a lifeguard in case something does happen at the most dangerous point of this ride, but of course there's no lifeguards around, and so no. people would get out of their rafts and just beat the shit out of each other. So this ride, on top of injuries, this is the ride where people would literally get, like, if you bumped into somebody, people would just stand up. And start beating the shit out of each other where they would just have fights where they would have to either, like, call police to break things up, call security to break things up because people would just, like, beat the fuck out of each other for no for just bumping right. into them, okay? So, you could also, which most people did, you would fall out of your raft and, like, you could hit your head on the rocks, you could hit your head on the slide. It was just... You could just stop. Get stuck. other people running into you yeah, the entire time. Yeah, literally. So... In 1984, the top injuries for this ride were fractured femurs, of course, and then a lot of, like, broken noses and a lot of broken collarbones, especially on this fucking ride. So, not a good time. Not a really good time at all. So, the next important ride for what we're going to talk about later, which is the death that happened at this park, is the wave pool, which is... Oh, don't you mean the the grave pool? pool? (laughs) Uh-huh. No. So, eh. the Megan Megan the Stallion. <laughs> eh. So, the wave pool premiered in 1981, and it's one of the first mechanical wave machines ever invented, and one of the first wave pools in the U.S. So, 
the waves would literally reach like 40 inches. Um, yeah. There's 12 lifeguards on duty. They would be pulling, like, they would be saving literally, like, 30 people a day. Yeah, so they could cram up to a 1,000 people in this small, like, not small, but, like, 100 by 200 foot wave pool. Not for a 1,000 people. Yeah, 1,000 people are in it. They would do over 30 rescues a day in comparison to the standard one to two at a normal pool. 30 rescues a day. Lifeguards would literally mark kids who couldn't swim with CFS on the wristband, they would just write CFS for can't fucking swim, which meant that the kid had been saved earlier that day and needs to be looked out for. Or, like, basically that was a signal to all their lifeguards of, like, hey, if this kid tries to go diving into the water, watch out for them because they can't swim. So. Can't fucking swim. Can't fucking swim. Are you kidding me? We're going to have, that's going to also be part of our uh, Sopranos merch drop that's coming soon, where (laughs) it's going to be a wristband for can't fucking swim. Right. So, a lot of the, the thing with this, though, is that a lot of the kids who are here are city kids. I mean, they don't really have a lot of chances to practice swimming. They don't really know. You know what I mean? Like, so, they were yeah. just thinking, oh, I can jump into this water and it's fine. Well, also, when you're in a wave pool with, you know, a thousand other people and everyone is on top of each other, there's people pulling you down. Yeah. Probably grabbing onto you, pushing you out of the way. Like... That's terrifying. Well, people would go... So they had a, a kind of weird thing where... Not a weird, but, like, they had a system where, like, the waves would be on for a certain amount of time. It would take a 10-minute break so people could get out. But people would be trying to get out when the waves were going full force, and it would send them crashing into each other or the sides of the pool. They'd be grabbing onto ladders, like, just trying to get out of this pool when these waves are going and just crashing into each other and start grabbing onto people so... They said in the documentary that people would literally just whole lines of families or people would go down into the water because it would be one person dragging one person dragging one person right. as they're all trying to get out. And so, did they paint the bottom of the pool another color so they could see people yeah. better at the bottom? Yeah. This is no wait. This is not the one. This is that's another ride. The problem with this pool is that there the. The, the bottom of it is so, it was so murky because it was right. a mix of, like, sunscreen and mud and just disgusting. It was just so, but it was, like, disgusting with, like, body fluids and shit. So right. they couldn't really see. And then people didn't know that the water height changed. So they would sink to the bottom and have to be rescued or drown, as it happens later. So right. they would have to stop the pool every 10 minutes and, like, just search for bodies or, like, look around and make sure nobody's drowning because, you know, there's 12 lifeguards on board for only a thousand, for a thousand people who are in here. There's only 12 lifeguards to look after them. Yeah. So, this ride, unfortunately, this ride, this attraction, whatever, it ends up being someone's, two people die in this wave pool. pool. So, next up, we have the super speed slides, which are kind of like the... (laughs) So this is in the documentary they talk about, like, they're trying to, it's on, I think it was on MTV, they, these two people are talking about the slide and basically trying to be PG about the fact that this ride was literally called a free colonic or a freshwater enema. Yeah. Where the ride would just shoot water up your ass. <laughs> and so these, these slides are literally near vertical. So they're really dangerous and they're actually, oh, like, horrifically one of the most common slides in water parks that you still see where it's just kind of like a vertical ass slide that could send you f- 
flying forward if you're not careful. So this had a relatively low injury rate for the for in comparison to everything else in the park. But the problem with this slide too is that people would literally hang onto the sides of slides and wait for their friend to come down and like jump on with them or just generally be wild and fucking knock the shit out of people. Like this is why New Jersey doesn't deserve a water park. <laughs> this is why. This is why. Um, most of the injuries that happened on the more tame slides were basically kind of user error, which there was, make no mistake, there was a lot of cases with Action Park where a lot of it was people being assholes and not paying attention and the rules not being enforced. So they would just jump onto slides. They would hang off the side of a slide. Like it was just like, yeah, okay, whatever, free for all. So it's not to say like, oh, the ride is responsible for every single thing or the ride. The ride and the park are responsible for everything that happens. It's just to say that like the rules weren't enforced. Like nobody was really stopping these people from being absolutely wild and hanging off the side of a very tall water slide and then just nearly killing themselves getting on it. So the ride that had to have the floor painted white so that bodies could be seen below the surface was the cliff dive, which was a 23-foot cliff and an 18-foot cliff that were above a 16-foot deep swimming grotto. So this was supposed to be the place within Waterworld where people could relax. So people would go chill in this pool and get a break from all the slides and everything, but the problem is that people would go jumping off of this 18-foot cliff onto people below them. Yeah, not looking out for anything. Not looking. And the lifeguards wouldn't be looking. So you'd have just kids jumping into this water. Well, and then also kids pushing each other off of it, like onto the rocks. Like everyone's drinking. Everyone's drinking. No one's paying attention. And then you're told to cross your arms, but people would flare out their arms and land wrong. And you would literally dislocate your shoulder once you hit the water. There would be people coming out with, like, their shoulder or their arm facing the wrong way. Yeah, literally. So, the next ride is Roaring Springs, which was a tube ride where literally, like, it was kind of like standard tube ride, whatever, but uh, there was a story of a bolt that got exposed on this ride, and this guy comes out, and he has a huge-ass fucking slice across his stomach. So comes out of the ride this bolt this bolt was just left there i was like yeah okay whatever comes out with a slice on his stomach like yeah um this is another one things get bunched up people slamming each other no one's paying attention yeah everyone's on top of each other literally so i thought we'd also talk about the fucking ride that went that almost was at this park but luckily got shut down which was the man and the ball and the ball which is what This is the one in the movie where literally it's this test ride that goes wrong and it never went to public because it was basically this giant ball covered in wheels and it would go down a mountain track (laughs) that was literally made of PVC pipe. So this whole thing gets built. So it's testing day. It's human testing day. And an employee named Frank gets paid to test out this ride. He gets $100, of course. Great. Yeah. It's the hottest day of the summer. So naturally, PVC pipe expands. Mm-hmm. And so 
the track for this ride all of a sudden is like not meant to hold this ball. The glue melts and this ball goes literally like 600 feet down a mountain across a freeway and ends up in a swamp. Can you imagine like that's your day? Like you, you're just in a ball tumbling across the freeway in the middle of this theme park. It's literally just a moment of like, I guess you're probably wondering how I ended up like this. So this guy literally just ends up in a swamp and then he gets out of the ball and they just left the ball there in this in this woods in the swamp for like years. So great, cool. So that didn't end up going to public, obviously, but it just shows that basically you cannot build a fucking track out of PVC pipe and think that this is going to no. happen. It's not a good idea. <laughs> not a good idea at all. So not not a good choice. Not a good choice. So another like weird a weird thing they did here was something called the Gladiator Challenge, where you would literally face off with a park employee, like you do like gladiator fighting, whatever. Yes. And there's one time where this kid loses he like loses one of the fights so he goes to get his friends and the, all the friends come back and then the park employee goes and grabs his friends and this oh wild no. ass brawl big like insane brawl breaks out and they have to literally have the police come here and break up this fight where it's literally just like employees fighting children like literal employees just fighting people and the police have to come and break it up and this is really common. Like, this park was literally so common. Like, it was common for the cops to be called to the park to either break up fights, to, like, resolve issues that were going on just all the time. Like, that was just something that happened. And, like, fights between employees, fights between employees and park goers. Like, it was just absolute fucking chaos. People, the employees would drive these kind of, they were a sort of ATV, like an early ATV. Yeah. Just drive them through the park and like terrorize people. They would drive their cars through the park and just terrorize people. So it was just a, basically a free-for-all. Like it was a big yeah. ass free-for-all. So essentially those were the kind of like weird ass attractions I had at this park. We have like gladiator challenges, absolute chaos going on. Um, we're going to kind of end this episode talk without we did all of that was basically the Alpine Center and then Waterworld. So the next episode we're going to be getting into Motor World, which is where we have another one of the deaths that occurs at the park happens in Motor World. So we'll talk about those rides, but I wanted to end it just talking about Johnny Knoxville and the <laughs> movie Action Point because Action Point is literally based off of Action Park. Action Park. And Johnny Which and I, I didn't know. It, it yeah. only hit us when we were watching the documentary. We were like, oh shit, that's why it's called that. And literally, here's the thing that's so cool about this podcast, and it's like so funny to me, is that like, you know how sometimes like things find you when you need them? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think too, this park, like, or the, doing this story kind of found me when I needed to find it. Because I literally used to love Jackass. Like, I loved jackass it was one of my favorite shows and like one of my all the movies i loved them when i was little way too little to be watching them but uh i love jackass and literally last night i sat up and i just watched all these interviews with johnny knoxville watched all these interviews with steve-o and like the whole cast and i was like oh my god like i forgot how much i literally fucking loved this so i started watching like all of these johnny knoxville interviews where i was just like oh my god i remember how much i just worshiped johnny knoxville and i fucking loved him and bam and like all of them 
I was gonna say this action park would literally be like if Johnny Knoxville and Van Margera built if they if they had a theme park, this would be them. But I think what's yeah. really fucking bomb about like which I think this is an important point to make. So Johnny Knoxville kind of talked about and Steve O too, they really talked about the fact that like Steve O wasn't in Action Park or anything, but I was just watching his interview how he was talking about Jackass and their whole idea when they filmed or when they were doing stunts and things like this was like Nobody in the general public needs to get hurt because of us. We're not going to involve the general right. public. If we get hurt, that's on us, they and that's cool. selfish. Yeah. They're doing something at their own expense for entertainment. Yeah, and that's the thing, I think, with this park, and even when Johnny Knoxville... Johnny Knoxville did all of his stunts for Action Point, and he did make a model of the Alpine slide, okay? Johnny Knoxville literally made a version of the Alpine slide and he sustained more injuries in the making of this movie than any other movie he's ever done, which, like, yeah. that says a lot, okay? Right, says it, yeah. Uh, this like, is Johnny Knoxville, ass. okay? Yeah. So he had four concussions. He knocked out his teeth, okay? Didn't he, like, break his dick? Not in this one. So. Well, no, no, not in the movie. I, I was just saying, yeah, like, he in had, general, he, like, did that he, happen? Uh, a motorcycle fell on his dick and he started just peeing out blood. Yeah. So he was literally <laughs> describing. So what happens is that he did several, just like several test runs of this alpine slide to try to make the cart go down and kind of like try to mirror what it would have been like. And he literally at one point slides too far. Like he was trying to take a turn or something, slides too far. He fucking goes lying off of this slide which is kind of like you know spoiler alert yeah something that happens with one of the deaths on this park is that someone goes flying off the slide and he dies and literally johnny knoxville what happened to johnny knoxville is kind of almost exactly what happened to him where you know he went flying off the slide and he has a he landed on his face and he got like a really severe concussion and he literally it was so bad that part of the bone actually disintegrated on, like, the side of his eye socket, like, right here. Uh-huh. Um, literally part of the bone disintegrated, and his fucking... He went to go, like, go like this with his nose, and, like, mm-hmm. kind of go like this or something, and kind of, like, like make that noise, like, like that. Yeah. And his fucking eye pops out of his head. No. His eye pops out of his head, no, you know? No, 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 no. Okay. So his eye goes popping out of his head. Because of this, how bad this concussion was, all right? And this is almost exactly what happens later on with this slide in the actual action park. So his eye goes popping out of his head. He's told he cannot sneeze for six weeks. He has a patch over his eye and everything. His eye got popped back into place. But then he is out and literally one of his friends makes him laugh. And he kind of was like, like going like this with his nose, like, like kind of yeah. laughing, and his fucking eye pops out again for a second time, and he had to pop his, he had to push on his eye patch and pop his eye back into place. No, 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 no. no. Okay, so this is literally what That's happens awesome. with this slide. Okay, this is the kind of danger, like this is how dangerous he did a little almost exact recreation of what this slide was like yeah so and he's a grown man who has done stunts for more of it like basically right, most his of his life okay and he only got his eye popped out he didn't die he didn't die 
But this like is how this other poor kid did. Yeah, and this we're is gonna talk about. Yeah, and this is how fucking dangerous this slide was. Like it was not a joke. Like I mean, you know, it's funny to talk about how crazy some of this stuff was, and I get that like it was this rite of passage and blah blah blah, like all this stuff. But these rides were dangerous. This was a dangerous thing, and it was known to be dangerous. Okay. Johnny Knoxville builds a recreation of it, and literally his fucking eye goes flying out of the socket. So that's now what I need to watch play. this movie. That's what I need. yeah. I'm gonna watch it tonight. So I wanted to put a quote from Johnny in here about why he built this alpine slide because he said, "quote It was the heart of their park, and it had to be the heart of our park." So one day he strapped himself into a cart on his movie-made alpine slide and headed down the track at full tilt. We had an ambulance waiting, remembers Knoxville, motor running and doors open, and and they put me right in it. I flew off the track about 20 feet in the air, maybe six feet above the ground, and landed face first. Severe concussion right to the hospital. When I got home, suddenly my left eye popped out what they call a blowout fracture. And I'm literally nauseous right now. It's gross. <laughs> it's really gross. But, oh, my God. Yeah, that's... That's where we're going to end this. We'll talk about uh, Motor World next week. And we'll talk about the deaths that happened at this park and kind of the fate of Action Park. But we wanted to get Water World. Like we said, this is something we wanted to talk about for a long time. Because we haven't really done, like, theme parks or amusement parks yet. And it's summer. It's It's summer. It's time for this to happen. We want to scare the shit out of you before you go to the park. That was, that was, okay, that was us at Six Flags yesterday, though, like, every time we were, like, the first, because we hadn't been, I hadn't been in, like, almost three years, Danielle, it, it's been, like, I two went, years. Yeah, I you. went two years ago. Yeah, so, like, you know, we were getting on, you know, like, the tallest, like, wooden roller coaster at the park, and we haven't been on in so long, and we're like, oh my god, we're gonna, this is Action Park. It literally, yeah. This is it. The thing is, though, that's kind of absolutely fucking insane about this park is that like watching all the stunts with that Johnny Knoxville was doing and watching all of it I was just like oh my god like this like re- people really honest to god went here knowing how dangerous it was it was just like yeah okay great like I would be pissing one person would get hurt on the slide and I'd be like I have to go thank you like I heard that one girl got hurt on the fucking giant drop in Texas or wherever and I was like oh, I, yeah. won't, I won't go on I will I that's will never it. go on the giant drop again that one girl got her hair ripped out yep. of her, her skull feet. the other girl got her, her foot chopped yep. off by the wire on the yep. giant drop I'm like no I, I will never anything else except that fucking ride but yeah we are so excited to continue this and do you know this whole series on summer our camp excellent series and look out this week we're gonna have some new merch for you guys our first merch ever that we're doing that we're so excited about so keep following us follow us on instagram at most excellent on twitter you can email us or dm us if you have any stories connected to action park that you want to tell us about or anything else in general that you want us to talk about and uh we are so pumped to talk about more <laughs> the action more never stops at action park and never stop. to each other, guys. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.